0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Doznos. This episode is being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys Green Organic Energy Drink, Hurley Oakley GoPro, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, Mogulele Airlines, Ultimate Predator Gear, um, Earthly Jewelry, and of course original nutritionals. Don't forget you guys can find me on all social media. On Instagram, Dozer Dave and Doze Podcast. On Facebook at Dozer Dave Barnett or Doze And on Twitter at Dozer Dave Nose. Don't forget, you can go to my website. You can see a more in-depth look at our guests. Listen to the podcast. Um, Links to our sponsors with all kinds of killer promo deals at DozNose.com. It's really fun. Go check it out. Don't forget... You guys, please go wherever you listen to this podcast at. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, um, and give me a review. That's the way we're going to get this thing knocked up to the top so everybody else can enjoy it. Uh, reviews are huge in the podcast industry, so please go do that. Give me a five-star, whatever you want to do, and, uh, just give me a review. Um, this week I have a special guest I'm really, really excited about, um, it's Mike Stewart. He is nine-time world champion, body boarder, uh, multiple world champion, uh, body surfer. The guy's insane. He is one of the best watermen on the planet. He's such a humble, humble guy. He's got a beautiful family. We got to go up to his house in Waimea on the Big Island and see his little ranch with all the animals. and It was so much good fun just sitting down, talking story with Mr. Pipeline and himself and uh, just getting to know him on a deeper level. Um, Mike, welcome to Doze Nose.
1: Everybody knows Doze Nose. Everybody knows Doze Nose. Everybody knows, knows. Doze And if you don't know, now you're Doze Nose. Everybody knows those know. Everybody knows those Everybody knows those, and if you don't know, now you know. Everybody knows those
0: know. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm really, really excited to have you out here. Um, I really don't know you that well. Um, we have a lot of the same mutual friends and, um, but you know, having you here on the big island, you're something special, dude. You're a nine time world champion body boarder. Um, how many time world champion body surfer?
2: Um, yeah, so there's not really, well, there's technically, I guess one world championship in Oceanside uh-huh. and I won that last year. I didn't win it this year. So I don't know if that counts or not, but, um, I've had a pretty good, uh, success rate at pipe for the body serving contest and actually all body serving contests on Oahu.
0: Yeah. From, um, yeah. I, you're, you're considered Mr. Pipeline. That's a nickname you have, right?
2: Oh yeah. I, some people, I guess <laughs> are saying that yeah.
0: you have, uh, won more, you've been in more heats than any person on the planet at pipeline.
2: That's yeah. That's crazy. probably fair to say. I mean, I've been competing there since 82, I think 80, uh-huh. 82, 83, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, every winter, you know, yeah. heading head over there and surf it.
0: Now, you gr- you grew up here on the Big Island.
2: Yeah, I was actually born on Oahu uh-huh. and in the mid 70s I moved to Kona. Right. You know, back when there was uh, no traffic lights and super just sleepy town. Line. Yeah, really nice. Right. Yeah. And then um yeah, I just grew up in the on the recent Kona. Found out Tom Ori lived there. Uh-huh. And so it was just like, wow, this the guy that actually I'm super into this you know wave riding type uh this guy is actually here and so i kind of sought him out and that was kind of a beginning of a cool relationship
0: yeah shane dorian told me that uh you guys met when he was about three to four years old and you were just this hippie kid and um and you guys were you were living at magic sands
2: yeah i live real real close to the beach there so and
0: he was right there because of dorian's restaurant yeah yeah. And uh, you guys just started hanging out. And, yeah. Uh, but you were a little bit older than he was.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, yeah, gosh, I think I remember one of the first days he he paddled out at uh, White Sands. It was actually a pretty good-sized day. Yeah. You know, it was like three feet, four feet, you know, maybe double that on the face. Right. And, uh, you know, um, you know, slamming shore break. And he was this young kid, shows up with a piece of styrofoam and a urethane leash or some <laughs> sort of leash. Right. And he went out and he gave it a dig. And I uh, went, this this kid's, you know, he's charges. Yeah. And then uh, when he came in, it was basically, he had the, the leash attached to a small piece of foam. It was probably maybe five or six inches <laughs> total. Oh, no way. <laughs> so the thing just like disintegrated, but he, he came in with his little piece of foam on, on the end of the leash. Can <laughs> I <laughs> remember that pretty vividly? It's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I know he grew up there, you know, bodyboarding as well. And uh you know his parents have the restaurant there yeah. Dorian he
2: and used to rip, yeah, he was really good, yeah,
0: and then uh I th- he's what he was probably i think what about fifteen or so when he switched over to surfing,
2: yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. um yeah i don't I don't remember specifically, but I do remember seeing him ripping on just the little kickboards right, because he' was a small guy, you know, yeah, and uh yeah, he used to rip.
0: Yeah. So did, it's, it's cool. did you guys go check out all the other reefs around like the hash and
2: um stuff Yeah, like this that? is pre hash being surfed. Yeah. Uh, but we'd surf Rivieras and right. you know all the little spots, Kona, you know, um, uh, old airports and you know, all the spots. Honls. Honls in, in particular. Yeah, Honl's yeah. is one of my favorite ones yeah, yeah. too. I
0: love the left.
2: Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like pretty set up.
0: Yeah, and it's cool because uh, I don't know if I should say this, but you know that that inside reef kind of scares everybody right there and keeps a lot of people away from it, and uh, which I like.
2: Well, you know that, that was the first place a bodyboard was taken out ever. Really? Yeah, Tom shaped it on the beach there uh, with his wife's um, iron and uh-huh. some newspaper, and he had some you know that PE foam, and he shaped the board right there on the beach and took it out to that right. Wow. Surfed that. So that was the first place a softboard was was the first modern bodyboard.
0: I've seen so many yeah. people faceplant on that reef. Yeah. Knock their faces out, knock their teeth out.
2: Yeah, it's pretty heavy. There's um um I've seen I've seen my fair share of guys going over that reef as well.
0: Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. I saw Kelly once. We uh it was a really big day out there and um, the rights were just roping so freaking hard. And so Kelly and Shane, they paddle out. I was like, yeah, you guys have that. Kelly takes one from way over on the left and comes screaming across that reef in a such a giant barrel. But when he hit the reef, it ripped all the fiberglass right off the bottom of, of his board. But he kept going, made the barrel, everything, came back in. And he's like, those where's your board? I need a new board. And I'm looking at his board. I'm like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know he's like i'll get you a new one but i gave it to him anyway and, yeah, that's um, cool but yeah he just, yeah it's shallow it's super shallow yeah, yeah. super shallow but magic sands is is no joke either you know that wave is legit
2: yeah the point yeah 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 it's a it's a pretty good wave yeah yeah the right and the left is fun and even the other side too right in front of a. Uh, uh, the right off of Shano's, the Dorian's, the right, right off there was pretty fun too. Yeah. And there's even another right a little bit further past, I guess they call it Lao Pohoi. It's Lao Park. Right. That gets pretty good on occasion.
0: Did you ever go out at like Herman's?
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, surf Herman's. A, that's yeah. That's a good That's one. another good spot.
0: So we don't mean to be giving away all our surf spots here in this podcast, but yeah. I think everybody kind of knows about Well, I think, anyway. you
2: know, the good thing about most but of those Kona ways sucks, is. They're pretty self regulating as well. Like, you know, you're going to have to like really be on it for those and it's pretty rare and fickle to get them
0: yeah for sure Um, you know I was talking to Dave Kalama and I asked him uh, you know going back to pipeline and stuff um, he wanted to know how you know you being one of the first people I think my phone is on here it just made a weird noise it's not supposed to do that let me turn it off Um, he wanted to know you know how were the first initial days for you at pipeline you being the first bodyboarder there um, has to you know there had to have been a lot of resistance back then because it was a tight tight crowd. No, it
2: was it was um, yeah I, I think there was a couple other guys out there there was uh, Jacqueline Holm mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Kaimi um, there's a few other guys I think Chris Lavoy, maybe there's a couple guys that were like writing it back in in, in that time um, but it was like a novelty thing you know like nobody really understood it or right. anything and so Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I went out there and uh, um, the the first kind of good sized day, I mean, I'd I'd gone out on real small days, like when I was younger, but the first like legitimate sized day, I was like, I just paddled out in total awe. Like it was just, um, I couldn't believe a wave did that, you know, because it was like, like see, watching a small little, you know, old airport or or Kona Reef wave throw a nice barrel, but at like 10 feet. Right. You know, and the thing's just like lunging and making, you know, just huge caverns. And it was just like, I was just like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what's this world? And it, so that was like a pretty, pretty amazing um, uh, reality uh, check, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, wow, well, you know, this is a whole nother realm. And it's just like, I just was super intrigued with it. And um, um, yeah, and so it's, you know, okay, this is, I'm going to start getting into this wave and, and start learning it. And so early on, you know, there was, um, uh, you know, that like you say, there was a pretty close-knit thing. And so basically I just, it took me years to actually to, to be able to take off in the peak. Right. Um, so I'd just go way over, you know, um, way over like where Wakita weights now, mm-hmm. like way over past, past the main peak and just kind of deeper and then on occasion those ones would come in and I'd get them. Right. Um, but yeah, all the guys were just concentrated right at the peak and so that was super, super hard to get anything there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, I mean the first time I I went out, I can remember specifically like starting to take off and then seeing all these guys trying to paddle and I'm like, man, if they take off on me, I'm going to get killed so I'd pull back and as soon as that happened, it was like, you know, the wolf saw the, the blood like, sure they're okay that I'm not you know they're not they're gonna go every time if I go because they think I'm gonna pull back you know right. and so sure enough I tried again and they started doing it again I'm like oh man this sucks <laughs> so it took me a little while to kind of get you know into that right. thing and just and just go and then uh, yeah it, it was kind of a long process you know it took, took a while I bet
0: yeah I bet um, well you you and Shane are known for being two of the gnarliest surfers on the planet you know you guys go on stuff that no mere mortal will even consider and you've been deeper than anybody on the friggin' planet.
2: Oh, yeah, thanks it's for the just, props. That's it's it's nice, amazing. nice well, company.
0: You know, you're you're so underrated. You know, you... You, um, you don't get the recognition that you should get, you know, in this world because you are just as good as Kelly Slater, you know. You're both in the water. You guys are massive world champions incredible watermen you know and uh you just don't get the recognition like some of these other guys do and and to me you're one of my heroes oh thanks you know and so i've i've been so excited to do this podcast awesome
2: man thanks so much and yeah such kind words i really appreciate it yeah i think it's just uh it's kind of human nature to some degree to relate to things that are common to you and you know uh the perceptions of surfing you know with a traditional board and and those types of things I think um, have limited you know um, the recognition that a lot of the bodyboarders get you know right. to me like, like man there 's some gnarly guys now sur- bodyboarding like the ways we go to on the tour and the ways we surf even in free surf sessions like hectic slabbing waves oh, yeah. these guys are just going bonkers, and it 's just for me it 's like wow, this is so technical and such a high level. It's super encouraging to see the um, the um, you know the, just the the athleticism and and wave riding, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other hand, it's like I think the bodyboarders have a different perspective now. It's like you know, it's it's uh, you know, the, it doesn't have the recognition and the support of like the, the clothing brands. It's never been the cool thing to do. Right. So guys are doing it basically just for the the personal personal reasons, you know? Right. Um, and so... Uh,
0: well, I, I remember, uh, you know, bodyboarding in the beginning. We called it boogie boarding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? And it's still tough for me to say, you know, because I'm oh, look at that dude boogie boarding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. bodyboarding, you know? Oh, well, yeah.
2: I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, call it whatever you want, you know? Right. It's, there's worse names to call things, for yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. But, you know, it was it was always seen as one of those sports that, you know... It's just one of those guys are going to catch it and then ride it to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. Right. Yeah. And then you have taken it to different levels and, and helped bring up some of these guys, you know, that are here now currently um, to show that, man, we can take this thing bigger, deeper and ride these waves and do tricks on these waves, like your barrel rolls. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, you can't do
2: that on a surfboard. Yeah. The first ones I was doing were at actually in Kona. Uh huh. Uh, airport and um yeah i remember there's a guy that used to surf out there and he kind of he i mean i was i was kind of exploring a lot you know i used to every day after school i'd come home grab my fins and uh load up some crackers in my fins and go hitch to wherever the waves would be you know mm-hmm. um you know back way back in the day and so um yeah so i'd be able to surf these little reefs and just like it was pretty fun and and it was a good um opportunity to explore different things and try to try all kinds of different things and apply your imagination to, to, to it. And so, um, I think I have a pretty, um, pretty, uh, uh, strong imagination. And so I think that was pretty instrumental in, in trying to like, do a lot of these different things you know because you have a perception of what you're going to do and sometimes you go out and try to do it it might not be exactly like that but something else comes of it and i was actually trying to do carving 360s -hmm. and so um just the way it all worked out is that the way it kind of tossed me over and um i ended up doing like a, a the barrel roll um there was um i think i must also have some influence too by like the surfer magazines had some um like, illustrations of different, like, futuristic moves and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. Wilbur yeah. Kuckemeyer. Yeah, yeah, would yeah.
0: always yeah. have the yeah. cool moves right in there, right, you know? Right, right. And, so, and that was something I always thought of. I was like, there's got to be somebody at some point that's going to just drive some hard bottom turn, come straight up, and be able to just do yeah. a full barrel roll, and but on a surfboard, too. Yeah, I know? think
2: it's, I mean... I mean, I'm pretty sure. It's, has it been done? I'm pretty sure it's been done on a surfboard. I've seen guys doing a drop knee in bodyboarding. Yeah, I've seen but, that too. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that even for surfing, like there's a there is definitely a, um, a facet of of uh, high performance surfing that that's going to be. They're going to be involved in the lip and going over with the lip. Mm-hmm. So instead of on top of it, maybe underneath it. You know. Right.
0: And places like Kelly's Wave Pool, it's going to be yeah. great places to try things yeah, out yeah. like
2: that. I'm, it, it, it's going to be tight, but I'm pretty sure, you know, with the repetition of um, something like that, you could probably, uh, you know, perfect a lot of those kind of creative type moves.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got it down now, um, where they can make that wave at any size that oh, they yeah, want. Oh yeah, it's scalable. So, eh? Yeah, it's totally scalable. Yeah. So if you got the money to build, hey, I want a big wave park
2: yeah you yeah possibly built that right, gang right thing man yeah that's, i think that's just you know how economically feasible is it right that could be the res- the limiting factor like, sure but uh god it would sure be neat to to you know why not have like a, a pipeline you know
0: oh yeah uh, or or like an uluwatu th- or yeah. something, like eight foot or barrels you t- know teopo- type oh my pit god. would just
2: be amazing Big slabbing And then instead of dry reef, you could have like a foam, you know, soft foam in there or something. Right, right. So you slam into that instead of the... uh, Uh, I'm
0: sure they're looking into all kinds of stuff like uh, that. I think right now it's a concrete bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, but I I think they're looking into all different kinds of stuff that'll make that work. So I luckily got invited to go out and uh, I was going to build the first one and uh, that was when it was still top secret and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, neat.
0: And then they ended up having to change locations. And I didn't get to do it. So hopefully I could do something in the future. It would be pretty cool. So I, I'm actually going out there in May to surf it for the first time. So I'm freaking excited. Oh, that's cool. I'm super excited. Yeah, awesome. So I remember seeing this one, uh, you know, speaking of Chopu, I remember seeing this one, Video that Shane did a couple of years back never made it to TV yet. But him and Wassel and Alex Gray went down to Tahiti. It was uh, it was called Chasing Giants or something that they did. And uh, they ended up leaving. Chopu was like freaking code red, firing massive monster. And they ended up leaving and going down to another reef down the way. And it was nothing but body borders, and it was heavy. The video of it's insane. And um, I remember the guys like Wassel towing in and just being so shacked. And these guys pretty much going, fuck you, Wassel. Fuck you, Shane, for coming to our spot. We gave you guys Chopu. This is our wave. And they would start dropping in on them. That some heavy, heavy waves.
2: Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. I mean, to drop in on anybody, uh, you know, when it's like that, I think is pretty gnarly. Like, that's pretty gnarly. I wouldn't, I would would definitely not do it. But I think from what I heard, what was happening was um, the guys were paddling it. Right. And then they came out on skis. Right. So if that's the situation, to me, the paddle guy should always have priority.
0: Right. So, you know,
2: I remember surfing Big Tahiti and and getting denied because i couldn't i could paddle these sets but i couldn't get them because guys were already towing them wow so i got waves in the morning but as the day progressed and more and more skis came out it was harder to get them but so from what i heard like guys were um they kind of caught like a few waves in a row mm-hmm. and the bodyboards were just sitting there you know and it you know i can see it happening like you know maybe they don't um Think these guys are going to give it a dig, or they're not capable, or whatever. Right? You know, just the typical perceptions you might have about you know body boogie boarding or bodyboarding, whatever. But right. man, there's guys in charge, you know. Oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So anyway, I think after a while, maybe they 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 got too many waves or something or i don't know yeah. what but i felt bad about the whole the whole thing because it kind of blew up real negatively which were sucks. you there i wasn't i wasn't but i just heard about it and i know wazzle got like you know a lot of guys were pretty upset about the whole situation because i guess the the guy that dropped in on him um was pretty smashed and so that the uh ski didn't even think about the guys the other guys that were out there the local guys that were out there and uh right you know, as a result, I think there's some kind of neg- negative vibes going down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just And it, it, it when the waves are
0: that big and that heavy, there's a yeah, lot of they, egos you know, going on on both sides.
2: Yeah, and just, you know, beyond the egos, you know, the, the situation is that it's potentially life-ending scenarios. For sure. So you got to be serious about it. And, um, you know, pl- places like Pipeline and, and where where it's, um, you know, super critical like that and, and that other wave that, that I'm familiar with. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's you got to take that super serious, you know, and, and uh, that's not the place to be dropping in and 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 or, um, you know, trying to get too greedy with catching too many waves too.
0: Right, and that's, a, I, I guess, the same thing at Jaws, you know. Um, those guys, luckily, because it started off windsurfing and towing, and uh, now all the boys are just like, no, it's paddle. And if we're out there on paddle boards, you guys are yeah, not yeah. towing. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. they've got the rules down there pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that that's, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now
0: you were one of the pioneers in tow surfing. Uh, Dave Kalama was telling, telling me about uh, when he took you first out to Chopu. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, out to Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. And uh, he was like, he was pretty hesitant because he yeah,
2: really didn't know you. Yeah, those guys were super, all those guys were like, what the heck, you he's, know, this is a spooky border dude. Yeah, they were
0: like, hey, this guy's going to get eaten alive yeah. and he's going to die. Yeah. And uh, then he pulled you into your first wave and he was like, holy shit, this guy's the real deal.
2: Wow, that's cool. Well, I, you know, I, I owe that whole experience to those guys over there. Just like, at least, um, you know, Opening uh, their mind up a little bit into, okay, this mm. guy's not going to completely cook it. You right, know? <laughs> right.
0: But you killed it. And yeah. then you helped pioneer that and you, and you made it into something that literally nobody else could ever do. You know, that's, are there other guys out there that are, uh, yeah, are there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's,
2: there's some guys paddling it now. There's a few guys paddling it. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're giving it a dig.
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you mean, paddling it?
2: Just, just paddling, paddling
0: on a bodyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Guys paddle it. They got to put themselves like under the ledge. Well, the,
2: you can, yeah. I mean, you can paddle pretty early if you if you um, if you get some speed going in your uh-huh. and you're um, paddling, and yeah, you can get in pretty good. So, uh, um, you know, you don't have the quite the paddle speed of the big boards because they're right. like paddle boards, but um, you can you can still go pretty quick. And and like you say, you can take off pretty super late because you're you know you got your hands on it on the board so
0: right you don't have to worry about yeah yeah exactly
2: yeah you just you you can just uh yeah you can kind of really negotiate those late drops easier right what is
0: uh some of the heaviest waves you've ever served
2: um probably tahiti i mean waves in tahiti um you know i've been fortunate enough to like just you know dive into it for the last 30 years a little closer to your oh yeah um is that better? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I've gotten some really heavy waves in Tahiti. Uh, really good waves in on the North Shore, as mm-hmm. far as like just real big waves. Right. And and heavy. Um, those are kind of the two main spots uh, that I've gotten really like heavy heavy waves. Um, yeah. You know, big Porto, big Nazare. I got I paddled Nazare wow. um, two years ago. That was pretty good size. Um, uh let's see where are called totals, surf totals and stuff um that was pretty that was pretty cool
0: uh, Nazare had to be really hard huh
2: Nazare was uh yeah you know it it's uh it's a beach break right you know so it's like um you know it's got that vibe to it which is you know it's not as lined up the channel's not defined mm. as much um but it what it does have is it has this deep water canyon so like I noticed one thing that was really neat about NASRA is you could see sets coming pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So you'd be out there and you see a set coming and then you just go, okay, here it comes. And you just get bolt. So you, you had fair warning. Right. You know, a lot of other breaks that I'll surf, if they're really big, you don't always get that. So it's, you know, it doesn't like have
0: Porto that. Like Porto Escondido.
2: Porto, yeah. Yeah. Porto can just lunge up. Uh, big Tahiti fully. You can just be sitting there. And uh, you'll go over a wave. It looks like maybe six feet or eight feet. And all of a sudden, it'll just drain out. It'll be like 15 feet. And you're just like, what? Because yeah. <laughs> it just goes down below sea level, you know? And you're right. just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, we
0: get a lot of waves like that around here too sometimes. Yeah,
2: there's some mutants over here. Yeah, we got that deep, yeah. deep water
0: and it's yeah. shallow. And, um, you know, one of the things about being able to bodyboard is you guys are putting yourself in spots most surfers won't even go to because it's so shallow, you know? It's like either right up against the reef, and right on the reef. Yeah, it's some pretty crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, you can you can ride in in really shallow water. I mean, uh-huh. you can if it even if it's if the if I've like I've had situations where if there's a a, a you know say submerged rock, and then the rock kind of gets um, exposed, but water's draining off of it, you can still go over it. Right. You know, you you don't have. I mean, you, you're basically riding on like a quarter inch of water. That you don't have any. Uh, um, draw really in the in the kind of like board, coast yeah.
0: guards yep. that big slab yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, bro. haven't
2: I've seen it. I have not scored it yet, yeah. but I'm, I'm like I'm keen to get it.
0: I've I've been there on a couple of really really big days and it's it heavy, up. Just heavy. Yeah,
2: heavy. Yeah, I've seen it big like that, but it's on shore. But I just seen crazy slabs on the right oh, and the crazy. left. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then that that rock just the whole slab just yeah, it's gnarly. Like, Whoa,
2: you know. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy.
0: Yeah, it's super heavy. Um, Kelly Slater, our friend, wanted to know uh, uh, what's the best kept secret spot on the Hilo side.
2: On the Hilo side, huh? Hmm. Well, gosh, in Hilo side. Well, even if I knew where it was, I wouldn't tell you. That's exactly what I told <laughs> Kelly. I was like, "There's no way he's gonna say." Come on, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's some good waves over on that side as well, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, there there are actually. I mean, you know, there's there's in the Hawaiian Islands, you know, there's generally some good surf on each island, and you know, you just have to be there for the right conditions, and so that makes it kind of challenging. You know, if you're not totally tuned into the the conditions and mm-hmm. and what the favorable conditions might be for a particular spot, especially ones that are not accessible, then it's you're you're gonna you're gonna miss more than you hit.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Mark Cunningham says. Um, if I didn't love him so much, I'd pretty much hate him. <laughs> <laughs> now, understand all these guys, they all love you. Oh, so they I were see, all excited yeah. to. Oh, that's, I can't be believe you actually
2: talked to them all. That's awesome.
0: Oh, they were so excited. Oh, to, that's so cool. Yeah. And they all love you to death. And, oh, man. um yeah, they were they were super super excited and uh but like I said he he said if I didn't love him so much I would pretty much hate him. You guys have had a lot of battles together. Yeah. In the not the uh the bodyboarding but the body body surfing, surfing yeah, yeah. world and we all know Mark is legend. Yeah,
2: Mark is the, is the guy, you know, he really is North he's the shore, icon of body surfing. Yeah. body
0: surfing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you think body surfing you think Mark Cunningham for sure. Right. Like he's he's the guy
0: but you two have been battling at it for years
2: yeah it's um you know um I, th- I guess it's just again human nature right like my competitive spirit i'm i'm just like like super competitive right you know I, lo- I love challenges and so um like for me it was like it's a um just a big challenge you know to compete with him and against him because mm-hmm. he's such a high level uh wave rider not just in his technical ability but just all the things that you don't see you know just the nuances of positioning and 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 uh you know um where to be you know and and uh those types of things and then of course you know his 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 writing is really um, exceptional right so you know he's got a really smooth um and functional style yeah so I sure. learn I mean you know, I learn I learn you know everything from from him and you know the people that uh, the influences you meet you know you see and you pick up things Mm -hmm. yeah and mark case for sure for body surfing
0: yeah i've seen him uh body surfing really big pipe just like are you kidding me right now and then uh 10 foot uh cloud break oh yeah and i'm just like holy crap Mark's just swimming around having a blast
2: yeah we've had some unreal big days like uh late 80s and um early 90s and through the 90s even even the 2000s like we've you know, there's been so many days like that were just like too big. And then I'll, well, I'll just say, Hey, Mark, check that out. We could ride that, you know, we'll right. go swim out there and, you know, we'll have an epic session. Yeah. You know, so we've, we've been at it for a while and it's, it's yeah, it's cool. It's really, it's really good to, to surf with him. You know, it's been, yeah. I've been so blessed to be able to have him as a friend because he's such a beautiful person. Yeah. And uh, such a good influence and such a good role model.
0: Did you get to swim a lot with, uh, with Jeff Johnson? Um, Jack sad.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I surfed with him on the North Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a sad loss. Um, but yeah, we we uh, we would you know uh, usually it was on smaller days like he'd be out of Pupakea or mm-hmm. you know the rights over there. You know, it wasn't so much um, on the biggest days. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was he was another incredible waterman. Just whether he was yeah. surfing or body surfing or sailing or whatever. The guy just loved being on the water. Yeah, I,
2: I got you got that man. Yeah, he had a such a epic setup right there, you know. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my god. And now it's still it's still yeah, the yeah, place to yeah. be, you know. It's pretty nice. And now John John is pretty much boom. If pipes going off, yeah. John John's going to be in that backyard. Oh yeah, know? right. That's classic. And, so, and um but yeah, that that's definitely the house I like to hang out at while I'm over there. Um let's see uh Brian Bielman was asking about your swell chasing. Um, you're famous for chasing one swell, and it yeah. pretty much took you all over the Pacific. you want to tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so I was in uh, Tahiti um, uh, on a shoot uh, on an outer island, uh-huh. and the waves started picking up pretty big, and you know, I wasn't really too sure what was going on. I knew that there was a swell, but it was picking up pretty big and pretty fast. And so I, I surfed it and then I made a call phone call over to uh, Sean Collins. Right. You know, um, back then and back then it was hard to, you know, inner, you know, inner country phone calls were like pretty expensive and it was like a but we were like, hey, we need to know, you know. So mm-hmm. we we made the call and then um, I talked to Sean and and the plan for me was automatically like I was going to go back to the main island um hopefully surf there and then and then head to um head back to hawaii right you know the way the flights and the whole thing worked so um,
0: it's like only a saturday yeah it's like a saturday flight flight. so that
2: that was like divine that that worked like that because it had to come later or earlier i would have missed it right so um while i was in tahiti and and getting the forecast you know from sean i'm like you know how big is it going to be he's like Oh, it's gonna be big, you know. I'm all like, how big? He's like, you know, like big, big. Like, he's like, like you know, it's like you know, twenty feet maybe. And I'm like, twenty feet, like twenty feet. Summertime, twenty feet or twenty feet, like Waimea kind. Twenty. He's like, twenty feet Waimea, like it's gonna be big. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, unreal. He's all, like, well, you know, you gotta consider, you know, following this thing up. And so I was already going to back to Hawaii, and then when um. Uh, I left the island I went to um, Went to Tahiti And and as soon as we got in The waves were washing Over the road And we were sleeping In the bungalow And the waves were coming Under our bungalow even Wow So super It got really big Um, So I'm trying to Trying to remember I think what we did is We surfed I surfed a spot in town The same That same reef Right And um, That you were referring to earlier And uh, That was pretty unreal Like there's no one out Like it was sick um, and so I surfed that and then, um, and then that evening, the next evening I tried to, we went out to, to Teopo with my friend at a boat that we were staying at and we bolted out there and just got like the last bits of sunlight out there, but it was swinging south and it was swinging pretty fast. Like it was, this fast moving storm. Right. So that was pretty, that was really good as well. Um, and then I flew back and I had a day, like maybe a day break or something. Cause it took a little while for the swell to get all the way back up to Hawaii. Right. And then um, then I was kind of, I, I must have t- called Sean again. He's like, oh, yeah, you got to check out Ma'alaya. And then I'm just going, oh, okay. Because the direction is really good. Do you it's remember
0: what year this was?
2: 96, I think. 96 uh-huh. or 7, something like that. 96, yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, Surfline did a pretty cool uh, uh, story on it. Right, yeah, right, it was, right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, um, um, so I, was, I went over to Maui And, and caught Firing um, Ma'alaya Which I wanted to surf Ever since I was a young grommet Because I used to right. see In the magazines Like oh how's that wave The fastest wave Fast. In the world right Oh my god And so I'm like Okay I'm super excited To, to go surf that And when, when I showed up um, It looked like Indo it was just peeling Like it was so sick And we surfed that and I surfed it like all day. Was it as fast as you thought it was? Yeah, the first, I I wasn't able to make like the, I was taking off at the outside. I wasn't able to make the first section. Right. But when I, once I started moving down more, Uh like then I got like some really fun long bowls and it was like really good. Yeah. That was really fun. And then, uh, and then I called up Sean. I'm like, "Hey, he's all like, man. It's already hitting the buoys in California. You better get on on your way." I'm like, "What?" Right. He's all, like, "Yeah, man." So I just said, "Okay, it's on." Like he, so he kind of encouraged me the whole way to keep going, you know. Uh huh. And um, so we got up to California. I, as soon as I did, is I flew in. I went straight to the wedge. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I just went. I just drove straight. Jumped off. You know, it was a red eye. Jumped off the plane. Went straight down there. Forty feet solid. Yeah, I'm already like kind of beat, you know, just following it that far. Totally beat. And uh surfed in the morning and it was like it was it was cranking. Mm-hmm. And uh so then I went went crashed out and I called my friend who had a boat and then we just took a boat out to um to uh some of the outer islands off of uh um Santa Barbara area. Right. And scored over there.
0: Like Catalina, some of those Yeah, areas. yeah,
2: like yeah, there's there's a couple fun waves up in there. And uh and then from there we we, we uh um came in and then uh got a, got things figured out for uh for Alaska mm-hmm. and then just bolted for Alaska. No way. And then went all the way yeah. Was that the it.
0: only time you've ever been to Alaska?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. I, I was surprised that it was as cool as it was. It was awesome. <laughs> That's you know, giant so trees, cool. like huge you could see giant mountains and there. the scale of everything was just so massive, you know, and the distances were so massive and it was like, wow, this is like Unbelievable! Grizzly bears on the beach. There, well, I don't know if there, we didn't see any grizzlies on the beach, but um, you know, I, I we we're so unprepared. Like I, w- I showed up in slippers and shorts, <laughs> and uh, you know, I had some warm clothes, but minimal. But you know, we ended up like uh, I think we surfed. We took an air taxi, I'm like, hey, because I looked at the map and I'm like, oh, I saw where. Okay, Southwell, How do we get over here? You know, I was in front of this. Um, I forget the name of it. Is in Yucatat off of uh, the Mar like it's an a inlet glacier or something Oh, okay so i'm like how do we get over here oh you got to take an air taxi i'm like what's that it's like oh you go down to the airport you grab a plane and you fly over there i'm like what okay <laughs> go do it i'm like shoot so we went and um it was class i mean the whole trip was amazing and we caught the air taxi over there and um you know we just flew the the, the beach a little bit and then we found like a little out uh, river Mm -hmm. and it seemed like there was, like, these bowling waves right there, and I'm like, oh, let's go there. So we just, and the guy just lands right on the beach. Wow. With these big, uh, he's got these big tires. And, uh, um, yeah, we'll thrift over there, and, you know, it was was a really um, special feeling, you know, like, sitting in the water and then, like, watching these sets come in and just, like, Kind of having to feel like where they where they started and where they've been, and right. you know that was like a I never had that experience before in my life. Like
0: it'd be crazy to think that you could actually possibly rode one of the same swells. Yeah,
2: it's possible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah maybe. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if everything lined up. You know, like I don't know how that would work, but it's definitely the same energy.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. How big was it in Alaska?
2: Um, it was about um, like the first beach break. Uh, we surfed was not super big. It was like maybe four feet, five feet by that mm-hmm. time, because I think it had subsided a bit. And then we surfed uh, another part in Yucatán, and it was about the same, like three feet, four feet. It's pretty. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What five mil, six mil? Yeah, I had I had a uh, booties and and uh, full suit. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, super cold. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I. But it was neat, that. you know, because we we were on the beach at like. 10 o'clock at night and it was still sunny. Wow. Because, you know, you're so high in the latitude. Yeah. And so uh, that was kind of cool. You know, you are able to surf late. Sharks. I have no idea. You mean there or during that Your whole career, man. Yeah, I've had, I've 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 run into some, a few, yeah. Some Um,
0: scary situations?
2: uh, I guess the scariest situation was, um, well, I say it was scary. Initially, it was terrifying and then it turned out to be really um, revealing and then like, Wow! Like I kind of clicked a, more afterwards. Like I had a greater respect for it all. Um, I was down diving off of uh, a point down here. it is my son's birthday, so I took him down and we went diving. And uh, I had my daughter with us and and my wife, and so we're all diving at the point over there. And you know, my daughter was having a hard time di- diving, so she she didn't really get the. Uh, you know, she had problems with the snorkel and then mm-hmm. finally she got the mask going and then she started diving down and she started really like enjoying it. It was a beautiful day. It was super clear, blue skies, and um uh you know, I start she started diving down, I'm like, Wow, this is so cool. She's got it, like she's starting to like love it, you know. Right. And you know, just that feeling when someone else that I mean you something that you've enjoyed your whole life that now you're sharing with your, your, your kids, it's like, Wow, it's a cool it's a cool thing, you know? And so I am this is going on and I'm like feeling so good and I look up and there's a fifteen foot tiger in front of us. Oh jeez. And I'm just going, Oh my
0: goodness. And my kids are in the water. I
2: look back, my son is this in, in this like pink inner tube that my daughter was on. Oh sh- He's like you know, it's like a scene out of the movies and I'm just going, Oh my God, this isn't <laughs> happening. <laughs> and uh, you know what was most uh, um, I guess striking about the whole thing was just the size of this animal. It's just right. massive, man. It seems like a submarine. is so fat, so fat, so big. Like you know, I've been in the water with sharks before, but this was like, and and you know, there you're like, okay, you got to be a little bit careful just in case they get aggressive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, it was just massive, you know. And so that size just totally freaked me out. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and it's kind of pointed at us, looking at us. And the reality is, that thing could have just, you know, if it wanted to, we would have been dust so quick. Right. But, you know, that's not how they are. They, they're, they're not, um, you know, I guess in certain scenarios, they can be like that, but not when they're looking, you know, and stuff. And so.
0: Did you have a spear gun with you?
2: I had nothing. I had a snorkel. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed my wife. I'm all, hey, there's a big shark. You know, she's like, what's up? What's up? I'm all, grab her. I'm all, there's a big shark. Big, grab the kids. Let's grab the kids. So we start grabbing kids. And uh, my my daughter's oh, oh come on. I was like what what you know what's wrong what's wrong I'm all there's a big shark we don't want to scare it we're gonna go in now, you know we don't want to scare this. students so let's go in so I just you know and I'm like tripping out like they, were they you know, all oh my calm? gosh yeah they didn't they didn't get it they didn't see it they didn't get it right so as soon as I they move in on the rocks you know um, and you know I'm just like running up the rocks there's like I'm stepping on sea urchins and just oh, yeah. getting worked but I'm just like <laughs> getting everything everyone out um as soon as we get up there you know they're like oh look at the shells you know they just totally didn't they forgot oblivious. all about it yeah they just oh okay it's just you know it's a big shark whatever they don't know oh, and uh and then you know i saw it i you know you could see see it coming around like yeah. you know this big shadow and uh you know the first one i saw I'm like, wow that doesn't it doesn't look that big it's like you know it, God, i kind of feel kind of like a coward like it, i thought it was bigger than that you know right but then I look over and there's another one, and there's actually three of them. Oh! And I find out later, like you know, years past, a uh, couple years past that there's actually another, like I guess a dead shark had washed in, and they just came in to try to feed on that. Oh wow! So that's what kind of brings them in. But anyway, yeah. So this the the, the paddleboarder comes up, you know, he sees us scrambling up the rocks, and so he closes down the beach, and uh, you know, he he's all, "How big is it? How big is it?" I'm, I'm all, I, I wave, you know. Two hands and a, and another one. So it's like 10 to 15. And the thing's big. I go, that's big, you know, I'm a shark, big shark. And the guy almost falls off. He paddles in, clears the beach. And then um, I'm just like, wa- I'm trying to watch. And, and I'm at this point, I'm getting more intrigued than anything, you know, just like, wow, right. this thing's insane, you know, like. So I try to get back in the water just to look at it because I was really curious. And, um, and then the, the I guess the, the fresh water mixing with the salt water, you can't see too well. Right. So I couldn't see and the thing was probably about 20 feet away and I'm like, I can't see, I'm out of here. So I, I just felt really uncomfortable. I just jumped out of the water again. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, sure enough, uh, there were some divers halfway down the beach. There's some rocks way outside. And um, I already, I, I told my wife, I'm all, look, you watch what happens. These divers, the guard's going to go out there and say, hey, there's a big shark in the area. You should get out of the water and they're going to go, you know what? We're, we dive all the time with sharks, so they're not going to get out of the water. You watch this, but wait until they see what I saw. Just wait, <laughs> and sure enough, there's footage. The guy had a GoPro, and you can see the the confrontation. If you type in um, uh, "tiger shark, Hapuna Beach," oh really? Yeah, you'll see, you'll see the shark. and I don't know if it was the exact one that was menacing by me, or if it was another one, but it was right. one of the three. You know. So you can actually see the see it.
0: That's nuts! I've got some uh, really cool video I can show you later, of just down at Honokahau Harbor, of uh, went out one day and uh, ended up being six of them in the water. People oh yeah, were, there's people are out there just yeah. swimming around, and I got some really good GoPro v- footage of it just going like that, you know, and. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Oh, nuts. you're you're petting it. Yeah. No way. And then uh, there was this other time I was down by Miloli, and I was in a boat, and um, we just caught a couple of onos. And we're coming back in around the uh, north side of Miloli. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my friend goes, "You want to see the grandpa of, all, of them all?" And I was like, "Yeah." We're in a 19 foot elite Kai, okay, little boat. Pulled up, pulled right up alongside this tiger shark that was longer than the boat
2: no way i could
0: touch it it was so close oh my gosh it, every bit as wide as the boat and longer and i was i was petrified dude he's on top of the water you could see his stripes and everything and i'm just like let's get out of here right uh, now because this is like the full jaws effect. Yeah, yeah. we need a bigger boat <laughs> you know and i was just literally freaking out but there are some monsters out there.
2: No, there's big ones. I think. I think. Uh, I mean, I heard something like Jacusto was saying that this zone down here in High is like the most high concentration of tiger sharks he's saw, saw anywhere in the world. And oh yeah. I know there's all kinds of shark hit yells and so forth. So
0: Shark Gordon said he saw the biggest great white he's ever seen here in Hawaii. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness. yeah i i know there's some big fish you know i know there's some big fish here for sure yeah well one thing i did did gain from the whole experience was that just that uh you know they don't want to get injured either and that you know there's probably definitely some punks out there that would They would just kind of come in and try to take a nibble. But for the most part, they're not looking for hard prey. They're looking for easy prey.
0: Yeah, and you you see most of the time uh, the shark attacks usually happen in murky water and stuff like that. Wahoo's a lot murkier than it is here. I like to think our water's so clear that they can differentiate us and go, oh, no, 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 that's Bob. I've tasted him before. He sucks. I don't want a piece of him anymore.
2: (sighs) Yeah, I know. I've been surfing some places with kind of murky water. and uh, sometimes I'm surfing alone and I kind of trip out you know you can't let your mind um, but I also think that they can hear you like uh, at the Monterey Museum I remember seeing a thing where they're um, uh, they had like they can hear super low frequencies so just the paddling of your fins and stuff so I think I have a theory that if you're if you maintain a strong um, paddle Mm -hmm. that you're less likely to get uh, bothered Ah. I think if you if you you know, if you demonstrate like a, a meek or um injured or frail uh-huh. I think you you might be more likely to get I don't know, I'm that's what I'm I'm sticking with it that because okay. 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 i 'cause yeah. I'm gonna paddle
0: strong everywhere <laughs> paddle strong, I go. Right? Paddle strong.
2: <laughs> Not noisily, but strong.
0: Yeah, you know, seeing that thing that happened to Mick Fanning, that was pretty Yeah, that
2: was heavy. That was heavy. That was so that was so lucky that it wasn't like live, you know, oh, feeding God. frenzy.
0: Yeah. You live
2: know, yeah. That would have been, you know, pretty horrific. I know it was already pretty gnarly.
0: Yeah, big time, big time. Um, let's see. Shane was uh, he wanted to know more about your upbringing, you know, growing up here in Hawaii. Like he, like, like you yeah. said, you were kind of a hippie.
2: Yeah. Um, well, uh, my mom, you know, single mom. My my dad left when I was pretty early, when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. and um, so my mom raised us. And, uh, it was, uh, she had, uh, you know, we had three, had two brothers. So, you know, raising kids myself, I realized what kind of gnarly task that is (laughs) out of control. So, you know, we were, um, we were kind of on our own a lot. I mean, she was like super mom in a lot of ways and that she, um, you know, just tried to make sure that everything was, you know, the best for us and stuff. And always, you know, really a great mom, great, you know, she's just a very, uh, proactive person mm-hmm. and so um but you know we did have a lot of free time and a lot of latitude and so um you know we we uh we drifted all over the place in terms of uh um you know we didn't have a lot of family structure I should say right so um
0: was all your growing up right here on the beginning? no
2: I, a lot of it was on Oahu too when okay. I was you know young over there and you know back then it was um it was you know, when I got to get to the beach, you'd have to hitchhike. Right. Um, uh, as I got older, it was kind of cool. I had some a friend of mine that I, I one of the teachers at, at um, I went to Puno for a while, mm-hmm. and so I went. I, one of the, the teachers there. Um, he had a uh, son that I befriended, and he was a commercial diver. So every day he used to take me to the to the town to go surf. So that was huge. That's cool. That was instrumental, actually. And so his name is Roger Pfeffer, uh-huh. and Jeff is was my one of my dearest friends. And so he was like really instrumental in like, getting me to the water, because I tell you what, man, I would have been like who knows what, you know, like just because we used to skateboard and do whatever, you know, oh, yeah. any any anything went, yeah, you know, back then. And there's no like. You know, my dad wasn't around to like lay down some discipline and and lay down the law. You know, my mm-hmm. mom's working all the time. So it's like, you know, we just would get into all kinds of crap, Right. you know, so, um, probably lucky not to be, you know, lucky to find the waves and surf and then, um, you know, and find friends along the way too, to kind of help me, help me, you know, get into the water. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, back then too, it was, you know, when I'd cruise around because the only way you could get around is hitchhike or, um, uh, you know, sometimes you could catch bus, but you, you never know where to end up. Right. So it was, t- It was, you know, it was kind of tough. So um, I used to get punked a lot, you know, because I had blonde hair. I was just the full, the total typical surf howley, you know, mm-hmm. from back in the day. So I, I used to get punked a lot by the local kids. And um, I remember being young and just wanting to have brown hair. I, so I was get, the
0: same way. I grew gosh, up on Oahu, too. Yeah. Over in Pearl City. Okay. Because my dad was in the Navy. And it was the same thing. You, you know, we're pretty close to the same age. I'm 51. I think you're 54. Yeah. Um Remember Kill Holiday? Yep. Oh, that one I remember <laughs> very well. The kids growing up these days—they don't remember that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they,
2: they, they, it's not the same now with social not media and all. Close. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a totally different deal. Yeah. But back then it was pretty. I mean, you know, how it was it was pretty nuts, man. Oh yeah. I remember cruising in town and always getting punked. Yeah. You know, so that was that was a that was kind of a part of the whole uh, growing up part. You know. Yeah. Um. And then you know, when I came to Kona, it was a really good move for me. Um. You know, I was able to just kind of like explore more of the surf and get weir- more into it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was close to the ocean then. I could walk to White Sands. So I was walking distance to White Sands. And, uh, or I'd hitch a ride down to Banyans or Honol's or even Old Airport sometimes. Right. So, um, Old yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Heaviest
0: three foot wave on the yeah. planet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was my, I love that spot. I have so much fond memories out there.
0: Now, um, you were saying that, uh, you know, being in the bodyboard world, you know, you don't get that recognition um, as a regular pro surfer would. You know, you don't get these clothing companies that are going to sponsor you. Um, you've got to make a living somehow. Now, yeah. you being who you are, you were able to, you know, create a lot more than the normal guy would um, with your own version of bodyboards, the steward.
2: Yeah, yeah, science, yeah.
0: And... um but yet, you also had to get a real job.
2: Yeah, so um, I never really had a real. The closest thing I came to a real job was um, when I worked for Tom Mori back mm-hmm. in in uh, the late seventies. I think seventy nine, eighty, eighty one. I was I was wor- kind of working for him, and that was the only time I really had a punch card. Right, actually, okay, you're gonna check in, boom, punch your card, right. put it in, and then <laughs> get to work. And uh, you know, I was just like a shop kid around the shop boy over there. You know, cl- you know, cleaning up whatever, going sorting through his stuff, and then eventually I got to get get upstairs into the into the uh, uh, where all the real cra- crazy stuff was. Right. And um, gosh, it was like it was it was for me. It was like a kid in a candy store. It was amazing. Oh, I bet. That was so cool. And uh, so that that was really a good influence for me as well. Like it really spurred my my creativity and just. Mm-hmm um and just the uh confidence to kind of create stuff um so that was pretty cool uh, you know i i'm real fortunate to to uh um to have that you know to be able to experience that right
0: cuz i've i've always heard from everyone you're kind of like a little bit of a macgyver you know, you design, yeah, you engineer, like, I like, I like, all different yeah. kinds of things. and
2: Yeah, when I was young, I used to take apart everything. You know, I just, right. any kind of appliance or whatever I could find, I'd take it apart and just figure out like, wow, it's in this thing, you know. That's so Just cool. super my interested. My son's
0: doing the same thing right now.
2: Oh, that's cool. Well, I, I remember, you know, even taking my son, you know, on days when they'd have like, uh, they, people would put out their things for the rubbish. We'd go down and right. pick up like printers or TVs or whatever.
1: See if we And you start,
2: this. yeah, or just, yeah, take them apart and look at them and, you know, see what's in there and just interesting you know for me it was real real interesting i uh, kind of always interested in how things work
0: right now you're also an artist you're a uh,
2: copper artist well no i i did some um some of that young Okay. Yeah, um, well, I was an apprentice kind of, for this guy. That was one of the one of the jobs that I had. Uh-huh. You know, obscure jobs.
0: Well, like the, with the guy that does all that artwork. Yeah. So it's with uh, the whales and the yeah, stuff like uh, that. Yeah.
2: Back then, it was like uh, making like different things um, from jewelry to yeah, mostly like uh, um, uh, like uh, stuff that we'd sell in the shops, and mostly the like, tourists would buy. Right. And you know, they'd be you know different different. Uh, so I, I, I was this apprentice for this guy that was doing that, and so I used to cut the copper mm-hmm. and um, and then eventually started getting into welding and stuff but um i didn 't do a lot of that you know i did I did for maybe like two summers or something like that right but it was cool it was like a good way to supplemental um, income, you know yeah, my
0: girlfriend j b over here she uh, she does wire wrapping. She's an artist oh, that cool. way. And so she heard you were doing copper stuff. She's like, yeah. oh, I want to talk to him, see what kind oh, yeah. of ideas yeah, he's yeah. got oh, going on Oh, there. interesting.
2: So she does yeah, a there's, lot of there's, copper stuff. it was pretty cool. I mean, there, I, I did a couple of cool things. Yeah. Yeah, I did one. Um, I did this pretty neat Hawaiian Islands, and I pounded the uh, copper to make the mountains.
0: Uh-huh. And it was, oh, came wow. Out,
2: yeah, pretty cool. a yeah. pretty cool idea. That's yeah. really cool. And then I think after that, um, some other people started selling them.
0: Mm. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, because you see that guy that does them all over in Kona. You go to elite, you drive on the big hotels and stuff. Yeah, right. Or you see him on the gates or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So um, now we're gonna wrap things up here, but uh, I have a I have a question. I always ask everybody at the end. Um, we live in a in a land here where you know the mana is strong. Okay, um, have you ever experienced anything supernatural? You know. Aliens,
2: Uh, yeah. uh,
0: Do you have any good ghost stories? um, I've experienced a lot.
2: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say um, you can. I I definitely feel like um, I definitely feel like you humans can be sensitive to energies for sure. sure. I've had I've had a number of really um, crazy miracles happen to me, Mm -hmm. where I just like you know the the, where the odds are so astronomical that it would be hard to make sense of it. You know because i guess you know they say a lot of things are are explainable mm-hmm. um by odds and so forth but um yeah you know i've had a, have had a number of things happen that that are really um quite stunning in terms of uh um just picking up energy feeling energy and then reacting on that right and um things manifesting as a result of that that are just like you know you you you, you couldn't uh, like the chances are just impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I've had, I've had a number of those things. Um, My thought is more towards, um, I think a lot of, a lot of people, um, if they are open to that and they, they can kind of feel, feel those energies and types of uh, um, sensations, I think that you can pick up all kinds of stuff. Right. You know, but you just have to not challenge your imagination or challenge your, Your ideas on it. You just have to flow with it a little. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that kind of happened to me. I just kind of went into just playing around one day, you know, when Ghost Hunters first came out and uh, we went looking in, looking for ghosts and I kind of opened myself up for it and it wasn't something I was looking, really looking for. It was kind of a joke. And then all of a sudden now it's like I'm radioactive, you know, it's just
2: crap. Yeah.
0: There you know, the crap just happens. It doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, it's like, whoa.
2: Yeah, yeah. You say, I i don't, like I've never had an experience where um, without my intervening mm-hmm. that, that something has happened. Um, you know, I've definitely felt like, well, kind of, okay, I, I don't feel too good about that zone. Right. Or, you know, like you right. definitely feel like there's different energy in, the, in particular areas. But I've never had like, say, a ghost. Um, um,
0: manifest itself Yeah, too.
2: manifest in a physical world. Right. Um that's something that I've, I still haven't, I haven't experienced now. Now through me and working on, you know, uh, paying attention to energy, there's been a lot of cool things. Sure, but um, and I think that that's how that's how you can bring it into uh, manifestation is through through your action.
0: Right, I've also ignored them, which also brought them out.
2: Oh, interesting! And
0: manifested that while I was on Kauai, that happened to me, and I just. I started, I'd hear it, and I'd see all the things happening there, and I just started, ah, okay. I just started ignoring it, and every day it was nonstop. Finally, that, you know, whatever it was, that energy just said, enough's enough, and rap right in my face. Wow. And I was just like, holy crap, all right, (laughs) ain't going to do that again. Yeah, wow. That's heavy. Yeah. Now, um, where can everybody find you at?
2: Well, I'm on Instagram at uh, MSI1. Um, and uh, Facebook uh, website, MikeStewart.com. Okay. Um,
0: and, and you're still selling bodyboards? Yeah, I got I and... three
2: brands sciencebodyboards.net, um, gyral. Okay. Um, it's like a accessory business, wetsuits and accessories and stuff, and then viper fins, viper surfing fins. Sweet! Oh, Vipers is yours. Yeah, I'm part owner with that with uh, Fred Simpson. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. sick,
0: sick. Well, Mike, so, thanks so much. Yeah, for being Yeah, thanks for on the coming show.
2: out, man. Thanks for driving all the way out here. And,
0: I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. thanks I think everybody's gonna love this. Is you know, you're an awesome dude. So. Oh, thanks, man. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Until next time, uh, who we hope. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thanks my, to all my sponsors for making this happen, such as Mokulele Airlines. They're a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible with over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mokulele Airlines? We've got some promo codes coming up for them. Uh, in the next week or so and uh, with Do's nose, and I think you guys are going to like them so uh, stay tuned for that check them out at com, or find them on all social media such as uh, Mokulele, at Mokalele at Facebook um, at Mokalele Air on Twitter at Mokalele Airlines on Instagram uh, and find out all the good deals that they've got coming out there Uh, Green Organic Energy Drink. Uh, This stuff so kick-ass, dude. You guys are going to love it. they got three different flavors right now. They've got guava, pineapple, and the original, which is green tea, kale, and coconut juice. Dude, this stuff is is really, really good. It's all organic. It's vegan. It's gluten-free. You guys don't want to miss out on this stuff. It is legit. There's a new flavor coming out, I think, in about a week or so. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but you guys are going to be freaking banging the doors down to try and get this stuff. Um, we have a promo code here. If you enter in Dozer 3, um, you can get three cans for free. All you got to do is play pay, play, pay the flat rate UPS USPS postage and you can get the cans delivered to your door. Stuff sells for around three bucks a can in the stores. so here's your chance to get the super functional beverage. Delivered to your door That's Green Energy Drink Go check them out At drinkgreen.com Original Nutritionals These guys are not your regular Meathead supplement brand You guys know that I've been telling you guys this For a long time It's just pure basic And es- an essential food and supplements To support a clean athlete lifestyle um, Head over to Originalnutritionals.com and uh, enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout. Get 15% off. 15% off with DOZENOES at checkout at com. Go check out my boys, Frank and Brock, down at Kona Boys. Um, they have been serving up gear for Island Life in Aloha since 1996. They've got everything you guys can think of. If you come to the big island, you need to rent some stuff. They've got bikes and uh, boogie boards and surfboards and everything you can think of. Stand-up paddle boards. They do lessons, kayak tours. Um, They're legit, man. Uh, You can check them out at two locations. One down at the King Cam, uh, King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. um, Or down in Captain Cook, where their main store is. Uh, Get their own Kona Boys gear or gear from Patagonia or wherever else. They've got tons of clothing and custom hats. Um, and check them out online at CodaBoys.com. Enter in promo code DOZENOSE or just walk into any one of their stores. Tell them you heard this on DOZENOSE and you get 15% off. Um, let's see. GoPro. Badass little cameras, man. That new uh, Hero 6. <sighs> Legit. Do this thing. You don't need that skeleton case on your camera anymore. Um, The sound quality on these things are insane. Um, The high definition is... You can't beat it. It's the best. Um, Go check them out at GoPro.com or find them on social media such as YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Oakley sunglasses with... uh, um, Oh, my God. They have the best lenses ever. Go get them, check them out, Oakley.com. I'm just I'm, I'm just not even dicking around right now. I'm just flying through the sponsors. So Deuce Gym Man or Venice Beach, California, go check them out, deuce or find them on all social media. These guys are gonna get you fit, they're gonna get you healthy, and it uh, doesn't matter how old you are, they will customize a workout just for you. Go check them out at Deuce Gym. Uh, Kona Coffee and Tea, it's where I get my morning crack on every morning. Uh, they roast that coffee right up on the hills. We roast it and grow it right up on the It's not even the hills, it's the mountain of Ho'alalai. Ho- Ho'alalai, right here in Kona. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bring it down fresh for us to enjoy every single morning. Go check them out at konacoffeeandtea.com and you can order some to wherever you're at or just come right into their coffee shop and grab you a cup. Uh, Maverick Sport Fishing, Kona. You want that 1,000-pound Marlin? These are the guys to call. Okay, really good chance you're going to get it on their boat. Uh, my buddy, Captain Trevor Child, is the shit, man. He's been fishing for a long time out here and knows these waters better than anybody. Give him a call at 808-896-7985. The boat's insane. It's Air conditioned bedrooms, bathrooms, living rooms, kitchen you name it. Um, they uh specialize in any kind of charter you can think of. So call them up 808 896 7985 or check them out at mavericksportfishingkona.com. Don't forget you heard it on Doe's Nose and they're going to hook you up big time. Hurley clothing, best board shorts, wetsuits, whatever you can think of, they make them. Uh, They've been doing it for a long time. All the top pro athletes are wearing their gear. I'm wearing their gear. It's insane. I get compliments all the time. Uh, go check them out at Hurley.com. Uh, Earthly Jewelry. That's E A R T H L E E jewelry.com. Uh, that's my girlfriend's jewelry business. Of course, I'm going to promote the hell out of her because she is the most amazing woman on the planet. And she also makes the most amazing jewelry, rings, necklaces, wire wrapping. She is the queen of this stuff, I'm telling you. She can't keep it in stock. Literally, she makes it, people buy it, it's gone, out the door, just like that. The woman is so busy. Go check out her social media pages, um, earthly underscore jewelry on Instagram, or the website, earthlyjewelry.com. And uh, get something for your lady. Get something for yourself. And you guys are going to love this stuff. She does custom orders as well. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next time, uh hooey ho. Everybody knows those, no. Everybody knows those, no.
1: Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, now you're. Everybody knows those, no. Everybody knows those, no. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, now you um- know.